standby to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. Hey, hey, what do you know? We're back in studio. Well, that rhymed. <laughs> Here we go. And it's it's football season, baby. Bucks, rookies are in the building as we speak. They are in the building. So, as far as I'm concerned, football season has begun. Welcome into the J.P. Peterson Show. And for the next seven months, we are in our zone, baby. It's football. <laughs> it's football. Did, did Let's you, freaking go. Did you already leave the, the baseball zone that quick? <sighs> the Rays did that for me oh two weeks gosh. ago, bro. They're done. They're toast. They, you know, I, what did I say? 87 wins? Uh, what did you say? 102? I, I, I said 95. 90, oh, okay. All right. I might be they might split. They might split us both, I, I think. Know. How about that? It's awful. It's awful. And it's, you know what? And it's boring to watch. It's boring. I, all these hoops I had to jump through last week when I was out west in Vegas and Albuquerque and traveling. Oh, I got some. Oh, I got some. I got some words for Delta and the Orlando Airport. I, oh, you know what? I don't care if it's an extra thirty-minute drive for me, thirty-five-minute drive, forty-minute drive, whatever it is. I'm not flying out of MCO again, ever, ever. Orlando. I just. Orlando. I just, that's, that's the Spanish pronunciation, I believe. I believe that's just, that is the Spanish, isn't it? Yeah. Just no. No. Or Tampa Airport is so far superior, but I digress. No, I, I, had, I didn't leave the race. They left me. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they're playing exciting baseball, and, you know, it, it, and then they reverted back to last year. It's just got one hit yesterday for most of the for first eight innings. One effing hit. I can't watch it, man. I cannot watch it, especially when it's like circling the drain on my phone because they can't get good Wi-Fi on Delta. I just I'm I don't see I don't see how they come back from this unless they bring in two big bats. And at least one big closer. They got no shot against the good teams in this league. They don't match up. And this is and this is this has been the story of the race. Yeah. They know how to get wins in the regular season. You know to beat crappy teams. But when it comes to going up against the elite teams, they don't got it. They just don't. They can't handle it because they don't spend money on proven players. End of story. End of story. Moving on. Uh, let's set up the show. Uh, <laughs> we'll get more raise in a little bit, but not much more. Not much more. Uh, Paul Stewart's going to join us from across the pond. He was out at the uh, Open Championship this weekend. And, of course, we'll be talking Buccaneers with him as well. Uh, rather talk golf and Buccaneers over raise any day right now. Um, the Butcher of Hoylake is what they're calling Brian Harmon. Is that, is that for fact? That's that's what Paul told me. The tabloids hmm. in England, the butcher of Hoylake. Not the most dominant golfer. Not the champion golfer. Not a dude that put on a dominant performance. If that was Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy, for God's sake. If that was Roy, if Rory McIlroy could have done or, or 
or Tommy Fleetwood, Fairway Jesus, if either one of those guys did what, what, what Brian Harmon did, they would be glorified in the English press as the second coming of Tiger Woods. I mean, would they not? Oh, no, that was exactly my take yesterday it, when it, I, was, I was seeing all these things. Even, dominant even, even golf media was like openly rooting for Harmon to fall apart on Saturday so we could get an exciting Sunday. Well, I, and it's like, if Tiger was ahead by six strokes on a Saturday, oh. all of you would be like, oh my goodness, this is going to be fantastic. As would I. This is going to yeah. be fantastic. That's Tiger's going to win another major and all this stuff. But because, you know, as, as they boring old Brian Harmon from, from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and God forbid he be a hunter. He's a hunter. He's a hunter. He's a hunter. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. How barbaric. How barbaric. He actually uses a gun to shoot animals? Oh my God. How barbaric. Oh. Yeah, actually, uh, that's how most people ate for most of our existence, by the way. Um, oh, how it's just barbaric. Get me an impossible burger right now before I choke on my TV set here. Hey, Michael. Um, please. Please. A good old American hunter dominates the Open Championship, and they just lose their minds over there. And I'm here, I'm here to tell you, Paul Stewart will not be defending the English press. He will not be. I can, I can tell you that. Um, anyway, so we'll, <laughs> we will, we'll chat with Paul about golf and, um, some other things. And of course, Buccaneers as well, as we get started here, JC Allen of the pewter report will join us at 1130 to talk about some Buccaneers as well as training camp gets ready to start. I got a poll up, just put up a poll for you kids. And I'm asking you what, um, what player would you like to see have an outstanding training camp to make you most optimistic for the 2023 season? I think that's kind of a fun little poll so uh go ahead and vote on the in our poll so once again which buccaneers need to have strong train a strong training camp to make you feel most optimistic about the 2023 season rashad white currently getting 19 percent baker mayfield getting 70 percent which i think is kind of the obvious choice but i think the others are good choices uh kalijah cansey at four percent or devin white at seven percent i think all of them I think it's key that all of them have a good preseason for me to feel really optimistic about this team. Um, so go ahead and vote, and I don't want to—I don't want to influence your votes in any way. So go ahead and vote right now, and we'll see where we go with this at the, as the as the, uh, as the morning goes on. So um, lots of big things happened this weekend, and I—you I, know—if I was going to dive in on the Rays, but I'm just—I like. I don't know, Nick. Do, do we care anymore? Oh, I, I definitely care. We're just I, putting it to the back back page. I, I definitely care because I watched every single inning of this weekend. I sat through it. Yeah, that's right. I sat through all of it. My uh, my mental health is not great, as you could probably imagine. Mm-mm. No. Um, I, watch, just, I watch most of them. And, I watch most of them. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I really feel about this series. And from one side of the to- – I mean, I listen to a lot of people talk – about it, you know, you know the post the post radio show. I heard uh, was it Chris Adams Wall who's doing it now. I heard his take on it. I heard Rich Hollenberg's take on it. And you know those guys usually feed me optimism, right? And I needed a little bit of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And from one side of the token, you could say, well, they're not getting blown out in any of these games. They were all very close, right? That's one side you can look yeah, at it. Yeah. A couple things go one way or the other. Or? Yeah, it's the little fine details that the Rays are not doing right now. But th- that's what separates you in the playoffs, though, 
is you have to do those fine details to win baseball games. And we saw that team do it for the first month and a half of the season. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's lapsed on them here. And I know you weren't there for the uh, – you weren't on on Friday to see what happened on Thursday with, with the Randy Rosarena play and the Taylor yeah, Walls yeah. just miss malfunction junction over there in the, uh, in, yeah. in the field. Those type of things are what we've been seeing happening for this team. And I, I can't recall it being that extreme, though, right, from what I saw that and, day. And, and not only just that play. But right. their sloppy defensive play lately is just... It's very alarming. It's Every, unacceptable. Everything that's regarding... Because the pitching, to me, I think has been, all things considered, great. I really do. Although I have no faith in Fairbanks at this point. None. Well, Fairbanks had pitched a lot in that series, and I mean, he's your best pitch. Look at what Baltimore does with Batista. That guy pitches almost every game, and he comes in and he's nailed. So I have no problem. You ride your best arms in high leverage situations. I I do too, but... Big series. I get it. He gets it done. Fairbanks doesn't. More often than I think Fairbanks does it, but this is what I said, though, when I said Fairbanks has been really good this year, but he hadn't been elite, whereas you look at Batista, and right now I'm here to tell you, if the Rays come into the playoffs and they have to play Baltimore at any point, just pack it up because if Baltimore's they have to, won six of nine. If, the if they yeah. have to see Batista in the postseason, it's over. It doesn't matter if Wander's up there. It doesn't matter if Randy's up there. It doesn't matter if the. It doesn't. It, who doesn't matter? They cannot get a run on Felix Batista right now. They can't really get anything going now. Yesterday was actually the best they actually looked against him. Margot got on base and Yandy got on base, but then you have three really good hitters all just chasing pitches, striking out, no shot. Josh Lowe's at bat was horrendous. He's gotten really bad. He can't hit velocity. No. All of a sudden, he can't hit velocity. It looks like Josh Lowe from last year. Yep. Uh, Wander Franco, I'm here to tell you right now, I asked you before head of the show, I'm like, is this? am I allowed to say this? Is this coming off? No. Wander Franco is an immensely talented player, yes? Yeah. Numbers always look good. You know, great war. Yeah. You know? When's the last time he had a big hit? Thank you. Wander Franco, it's at the point, I have no confidence in the guy that we gave 200-something million to. I have no confidence that he's going to get a big hit in a big spot. No. I just don't. And he, he's leaving me wanting more. Constantly. I talk, I've been talking Constantly. about this all year about him. If he's going to be talked about in the Acunas and the Sotos and the, even the Ellie De La Cruzes, for crying out loud... Those guys are exciting, right? Those guys I want to buy a ticket to the ballpark to see. Right now, I'm not there with Wander Franco. He's not going to hit 20 home runs this year. So, and he, Right now he's hitting, I think he might have dropped below 270 after yesterday, if you can believe it. The batting average continues to just plummet there. Mm-hmm. I know batting average is not everything, but it still matters to me a little bit. Sure. But I just feel like I expected more out of Wander Franco. And this extended slump, going back, by the way, to when he got benched. Since he got benched, I believe he's hitting 195. Yeah. And Randy's hitting like 200 since that time. So for and those, for are those the two of you guys who have the friction. For, for, for the I know because you've been on that one, obviously, about they, this whole run has kind of coincided with that. That's right? absolutely true. Just putting it out there, those are the numbers. Yep. Those two guys have not been nearly as consistent as they were at the beginning of the year before all this stuff happened. And maybe, you know, you don't know if it's their relationship or maybe they're trying to outdo each other. I mean, Randy just, you, you know, I. Ever since the home run derby, and maybe before then, when he started practicing for the home run derby, yes. Like when you're practicing for the home run derby, well, this is what I told you was my concern. It changes though. your swing. It changes your outlook. And do you see the way he's swinging the it's bat right ridiculous. now? I don't it's even ridiculous. like. I, I have no idea. If you're a hitting coach, I don't know how you haven't like fixed that by now. Well, I'm just, this has been coming well, out of the. This has been coming out of the break. Like these swings, man. I mean, they're long. They're wonky. Like I don't know what he's actually doing there. Where, 
you don't think they're they're telling him to cut it down and go back to what you were doing? Whether you know if he'll sit down and watch the video of him hitting in the first two months as opposed to what he's doing now, Ugh. he'd see the dramatic they are, difference. Just brutal. Certainly, the other teams see it, and and yeah, they're brutal. I mean, he's just he he, he wants to dominate the game as does Wander Franco yeah. want to dominate the game, and neither one of them are playing within yeah. themselves and, anymore. And, and here I'm at the point, you know, I don't care if anybody wants to spin this at all. You know, everybody goes through tough. This is the best one. Everybody goes through tough stretches throughout yeah. a season. Yeah. Well, you know what? Again, I'm going to say it, and the number continues to rise. They are 32 and 35 since a 29 and 7 start. That is not a four lit- and 14 in July. They're the four worst and 14 in, in July, league. worst in the American League. That's not a little stretch. That's not no. a week. No. And then for everybody yesterday, I had to hear this. And again, I appreciate your optimism and all those things, but yesterday was not really my day. I wanted to hear it. They said, "Oh, well, we've played the Phillies and we played the Braves and we had to play uh, the Rangers and we had to play the Orioles." Well. You know what? If you're such a great baseball team, you're such a great baseball team, and we're talking about best in the AL, and you're the favorite and all that, well, you know what? You come out on there with at least a split against those good teams. And what did the Rays do? They lost a series to the Phillies. They lost a series to the the Braves. They got swept by the Rangers, and you barely made it out without a sweep against the Orioles. Yeah. And you just went one and six this week against the Rangers and the Orioles, the two other best teams in the in the uh, who you're going to see that you're going to have to see. You're going to have to beat them, and I don't think you've looked good against them all they year. They didn't look like they were competitive against you. So one. tell me why I can't be concerned about this team right now. I'm past concerned. I just don't think unless they make now it's now it's not even a tweak. They need a major major change. In, at the trade deadline. Well, you know what? This better they, be the year because I keep seeing, I don't know how many more writers I have to see write columns about trade deadlines. Bob Nightingale was the latest one yesterday that said this is the year for the Rays, that they're going to be the biggest player and they're going to make the move. It's going to be more than just a little thing. Well, I better see it then. I, I better feel, I, see it. I if, feel like Neander's on the phone talking to every one of these writers, telling them what big moves we're after Otani, we're going to make some big moves, blah, blah, blah. Because at this point, you're setting myself up to be, to be very I, disappointed. I'm not saying that he's throwing out smoke screens, but it, again, and I'm not saying they're not going to do it, because they keep, they, they, Eric Neander told me at the event we did uh, for the CEO council, you know, I, sa- I said, you guys didn't do anything in the offseason, so if, and it was looking good at that point, that point, this was like a month and a half ago. Um, I said, are, are you willing to go out and spend big money to make it happen? He says, if the deal is right, we are going to spend big money. And he said at the beginning of the year when he didn't make any changes. Right. He said, we, you know, we didn't see the deal that we wanted to, but now we're going to evaluate at the deadline, and we're going to be very aggressive in what we do. Okay. Well, let okay, me see it. Let's see it. Let me see it. As, I, see as it. I said, if you walk out of this trade deadline with a, a week left with a mid-level reliever that you think you can fix and all these things, and you can, you give me a, the equivalent to David Peralta of last year, <laughs> I, I'm, I think I might. I'm just. What am I going to say at that point? It's football season. That's it's football said, season. That's probably what I'm going to. It's probably going to be it because you're just telling me that you're really not in it to to go with this greatest team that you've ever put together. If you're really in for big players, then land one. The greatest thing about trades. The greatest things about trades. You don't have to convince the players more often than not to come to your team. You just make the trade. Well, they don't have, they don't with have a the organization. They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Have a choice. So it's the easiest way for this team to land a big fish. It's the only way. And all the prospects. Because but the here's big the thing. time, as we've said many times, big time and here's my players thing. aren't coming. Here is my thing, and this is where we deferred a little bit when we were talking about prospects last week with the whole Otani thing. Take Otani out of the equation. For everybody else that's available on the market that maybe you have control over or you think it's a better deal to go after. If we're not bringing up Jonathan Aranda, 
and we're not bringing up Curtis Mead because, you know, what's the point? And Rich made a great point last week when I asked him about this. What's the point of bringing these guys up as rookies? They'll They're going to struggle. Anyway. They're going to struggle, or, no, right? September, I should say. All those things. They're going to be up in September. You'll get a look at them. If that's the case, and the front office is telling me that this is the team that we believe is our best team that we've ever put together, then F the prospects then. Yeah. If they're not helping me this year, they're not helping well, right me now, this year, Keith Law came then, out with then his, do something then. Keith Law came out with his top 60 uh, right. with the draft players uh, being considered now, the ones that were just drafted. And the Rays have two in the top 12. And J.R. Caminero and Curtis Mead. Of course, Caminero's not just up in double. And he's, he's the only right. one that I would probably say is off limits. Uh, yeah. Is and, Junior Caminero. Yeah. And then... Um, Curtis Mead at 12 and Carson Williams at 44. Neither one, you know, they're not ready to help right now, but these are prospects. These would be the ones that other teams want. Right. Those are the three that the other teams are going to want. So, you know, do you part with them because you think you got a shot this year? Here's the thing. I don't think this team is nearly as good as everybody else thinks it is. I don't think, and I said this last week, and it's because of what we said, I've been saying for weeks, Adjustments. Baseball is a game of adjustments. That's why you get the big, you know, the big time players, the big time hitters, the Bryce Harpers, the Juan Sotos, the proven run producers have already proven that they, you you can throw whatever you want at them. They're going to control the at bat. They're going to get the pitch they want, and they're going to produce. The young players can have hot streaks and they can go out and do a few things. But in the in the grand scheme of things, that's why baseball is a numbers game. Over the over the season, what are your numbers? Because you're going to be forced to adjust. They get the book on you. They know where the holes in your swings are. Now you have to learn how to avoid those pitches and control the at-bat. That's what makes baseball so effing hard, especially the way these guys throw these days. So did the, have, the, have the Rays made those adjustments? No. Clearly they have not because for the last two and a half months, they've been a below 500 team. I mean, are they terrible? No, but they're not good enough to win a World Series. And that's the and go- I don't even and think that's they're the close. And that's the thing. That, that's- so why give away prospects this year because you've got a great team? You don't. You're two games back or a game and a half, whatever, of, of the Orioles. They're a better team as far as I can see. The Rangers are a better team as far as I can see. The Astros, will find out this week, are a better team than the Rays Well, that's are. what I said. I think the Rays right now, if I was picking World Series favorites right now in the AL, I think they're the fourth team. Yeah. Because I just think... I think Baltimore's back end of their of their bullpen superior. is so superior. And, their and that's offenses, to the rest of the league, Their quite offense frankly. is just as good. If, well, their offense right now is way better than the Rays. Yeah, Everybody their offense says. is gelled, and they're, not even, they're doing it without Cedric Mullins, by the way, right, who's right. kind of their table setter. Right. They have a lot of young guys, all those things. What they're missing is a top-flight starting pitcher. And Baltimore clearly has the resources to go and get one yeah, they get or two of those pop if they really want yeah, to. Yeah. So expect Baltimore to be aggressive. Texas yeah. obviously is going to be aggressive. We know that. And yeah. I think they have the hitting. They have everything. And Chapman has made such a difference. Yep. That's, that's to me, is what I continue to see every series. The Rays' bullpen, I think, is good. It's but very, it's not shut down. But it's not shut down when I mean, you need look, it to they, be. But they battled back and got, got at least tied. Bullpen gave it right back two games in a row. Right. Right, two games in a row. You got to shut that down. Give your chance. Give your team a chance to win. But the, they didn't do that. That's true. But you're. But even in yesterday's in yesterday's scenario, though, can I get more than one hit in yeah, seven innings? It's awful. It's awful, and it's all and the strikeouts are up. It looks exactly like last year's team. The grounding into the double plays, the rollovers. It's yeah. it's everything with this team right now yeah. at the plate. Yeah, and, and the fact that I don't know what the hell's going on with and you can come. Oh, Brandon Laos, you know he's, he's doing okay. Look, he's not. And Jonathan Aranda is a better hitter right now. 
and I don't care about the defense. And not that what, for, is Brandon Lau that great a defensive player? I see him almost make a lot of plays. He's not great. Well, he's not great. I, I they do not. I would want... either put Taylor Walls there for his defense, who's you know they're both automatic outs, or get Miranda up here. You the offense is struggling. We got to get another bat in the lineup, and that kid can freaking mash. Yeah. Or, or me? That's, I mean, that's what I said. I'm like, if you're not going to use them, then, then if, in all seriousness, if you're not going to use them this year, right? Trade them. Then just trade them because I, I. Here's the thing: it's caught up. It's like we're never going to get back to what we saw from the beginning of the year, where this team went 29 and seven. It was never going to be that way. There was going to be some regression to the mean. Of but course. Like, I, I don't know what the middle ground is still. Like, there's people keep telling me, oh, okay, well, they're not as good as they were at the beginning of the year. They're not as bad as what they are right now. They're in the middle. But I'm my argument there is that for the last 70 games or so, they've been closer to what you've seen the last couple of weeks. And I know this 4-14 stretch has made it more gaudy, but even when they were winning the games, and I know the, goal, the whole goal is to win the game, move on, but I don't think they were as buttoned up even when they had a positive record here in the last month or so. Do you? No. I don't think they were. I, you, I could, think, you could start to see it a little bit, and now they've completely all, just all, bottomed out. In all phases, they've regressed. Their starting pitching has regressed because of injuries. Um, their defense has regressed because whatever the hell is going on with it's this team. mental they're, lapses they're, they're, they're is, is what I attribute it to. Well, here's another thing. How many of these guys have played a full 650 at-bat or plate appearance major league season? Not many. Not many. The one guy who has, and I know that on top of my head, is the guy who continues to produce day in and day out. Yandy Diaz. Right. Nobody else. Most of these guys have either been platoon players or they're young players. Yes. And they're, they're being asked to play, you know, get into their 400s at bat. It's, it's a grind. It's an effing grind. And I think you're seeing guys hit the wall, um, which, which kind of, you know, shows me a lack of attention. You know, a Rosarena should be better. I mean that that play he made the other night is ridiculously. I mean, I said it on the show on Friday. Yeah. I did. I knew it was Randy Land Day, and you know they weren't going to make any big decisions. But I would have sat him. Ta- I would have pulled him out of the and, game and right Taylor then and Walls? there. And Taylor Walls. He was part of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably didn't go harder. I probably didn't go as hard on Taylor Walls as I should have because I think it's because I expect more out of Randy. To be honest, yeah. as a, one of the better players on this team. Yeah. I probably should expect the same out of Taylor Walls, who's the best defender on this team. Yeah, and, and but Taylor Walls was just as much to blame as Randy was on that play. I saw a couple of uh, uh, Mejia lack of effort blocks as well. I've seen... Well, see, Mejia, though, this is, the, this is the part that happens with the Rays right now. Mejia starts to get hot a little bit. He, he's, he's taking injured. playing time away from Bethancourt, and he gets hurt. Yeah. And now it's like you got a catcher crisis. Yeah. And they can't really solve that. Yeah. They're, they're stuck with what they have there. Yeah. Sean Murphy would have looked with, really good. Yeah, he would have. He would have, and we could have given a better prospect package than we the A's could have. I know it for a fact. Well, and that's one of the things. So I, I look at, you know, we always talk about how great the Rays front office is. They should have got one of those guys that the A's were giving away. They should have got one of them. Chapman or, as or, I, as I say, or, or Sean you, Murphy. You those got and, to get a little uncomfortable if you want to win a World Series. Yeah, and that, that prospect package that they gave up from, yeah, we definitely could have bested that. And why didn't we? Because we have to win every trade in the blowout. We can never, like, get I'll equal tell you, value. Because I don't think the rate – I'm speculating here now, okay? Didn't want to pay Sean Murphy. No, I, I, I wasn't going to put that out, but that might be true. I'm speculating here. Neander could say – because Neander already, already put it out in the offseason that they were looking – it was, it was uh, the, biggest, the biggest non-kept secret out there, right? They yeah. were looking for left-handed batters. They were looking for more pop but in the lineup. Again, what they did knew they this. Do? Nothing. But they didn't do anything. So it's all bullshit. And I have to, but that's what I'm saying is I have to think by the time the Murphy trade was made, 
I think Eric Neander, they could say that, you know, we, we believed in our guys and we started out really hot. They didn't see that coming. No, they didn't. Not for one He's second. that. Not for one second. So maybe at the time, the thinking was, well, you know what? We don't think we have that team right now, so we're not going to make this rash move. But now, because of the way they started, they believe they can win a World Series. I think that's what's going on here. When the reality is, the team that they have put together right now, while I think it's a really, really good team, I just said it's the fourth best team in the AL, in my opinion, as the World Series contender, I don't think they are the team right now to beat in the AL. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's this. You know, with Freddie Freeman stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, then, right. the, you know, the, the Otani stuff, and right. who are the, some of the other big names? The Sotos then, of the world. And, and then, you know, and the Andrew, no, we're going to go out and do something this offseason, do, don't do anything. Maybe Stu treats Neander like he treats Mayers. Yeah, we're all in. Sure, let's go. Give me the renderings. Let's see this. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, sure. Well, you got the money. And then when it comes time to pay the piper, he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Maybe Neander had all these deals lined up, and then he goes to student approval, and he goes, nah, I don't want to do it. Nah, I don't want to do it. There's, there's some evidence to suggest that's the way Stu operates. And um, I, I believe, you know what? When I hear Eric Neander talk and I speak with him face-to-face, right. I believe that man. Mm-hmm. I believe him. I think he's authentic. <clears throat> not so much the other guy. So maybe maybe what Eric, you know, and, and, and maybe he's talking to all these people about, and then as soon as he gets the deal ready and he goes to approval, the boss goes, nah, I'm not going to do it. Well, correct me if I'm wrong here. If you're that an owner, could, if you're an possible. owner of the team, Very if you're possible. if you're an owner of a team, though, you let's say in in the alternate universe, because I don't think either will end up happening, you acquired a a Shohei Otani or you acquired a Juan Soto. From an ownership standpoint, having that player around. Revenue that is created from that player as an owner, don't you kind of want that because it does put more money into your pocket, and I'd argue it outweighs what you have to pay to go get him. But again, from monetary standpoint, Stu's business model is: I will take the guaranteed dollar over the five percent risk dollar any day. Because that, that was my he whole won't point. Spend money to make money on a. Because that was my whole point about the he whole time. He won't spend thing. money to make money at the box office. Right. He won't spend. He does. That's not the way he operates. He waits till the deal comes to him. And 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 he and well because he this was this was my point though because the whole Otani thing real quick this was my point on that Otani would never sign with the Rays I think willingly right no I don't think that no, would happen never but the idea that the Rays couldn't make an offer for him I think there's an offer that any team could make oh there's no question if they wanted there's to no question. oh absolutely no question and if there but was ever no an, if there was ever because it's an investment right. And if you're a great businessman, you love to make good investments and tell me that Shohei Otani is not well, the investment no, of all not. investments. No, he's not because it's short term. I'm talking about if you were to ever make a long-term offer oh, to him. So, oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I, I like, would, the I Rays would, have the ability sure they do. to sure make they an do. offer for him if they and wanted they to. A, and they have the ability to pay him. And Stu, who's, think about and this. Stu would make so league, much money off of that. Ex- exactly, but he doesn't think that way. Otherwise, he would have already invested in a stadium in Tampa. He will not risk a dollar to make five. He won't. Not when he can. Not when he can. I guarantee. just don't see the risk there. I, I, there's a risk in paying Otani. It's there's a, a risk, risk of playing everybody, but when yeah. it's when it's that guy. No, but it's a, it's a lot less risk to pay, uh, you know, Margot seven million and go, you know, break the bank on Eflin for forty million, the highest paid free. Hey, I don't need that right now. Zach Eflin's a bulldog. Man. I know, but I'm saying, it, but the but that was a very conservative investment. 
in Zach Eflin. Right. You know, if he doesn't perform, you don't you don't destroy your entire money making operation. If Oshohei Atani doesn't perform, he's not going to make his eighty, ninety, a hundred million dollar profit every year. He's only going to make forty or fifty. Mm-hmm. So to him, that's an unreasonable, unreasonable risk to take. See, he would have to sign Shohei Otani that's what, that's what to a, a that's contract. That's what a real owner would do. He would have to sign that's Shohei. That's what a baller would do. Right. Someone who has, more, has money other than what he's, the ATM he's created here in, in Tampa Bay for himself. The, the, the real ballers don't care about that. Right. Guys like Stu, they, they grip onto every little dollar because they think it's going to be their last. So, and this is why this team cannot move forward. You could pay, you could pay Shohei fifty million dollars and not even get to the average payroll of the major league baseball teams. I said that. I said that you could pay Shohei Otani and not even get to the average payroll of what you're paying and consistently pay every year. Think about that for a second. But that's where we are with this team, and they can afford it. They can, he's got five hundred million in his other account. And he could pay him cash right now but it, but they would never do that because it's not about winning it's about money and it always has been and i hate to break that to you guys but that's the way this team operates and if they ever win anything it's going to be everything has to break their way everything has to break their way unfortunately all right let's take a break when we come back uh paul stewart's going to join us from across the pond and uh, we're going to talk some some golf and how the British press are annihilating Brian Harmon because he's a hunter and more, and he's an American too. That's another reason. Uh, we'll talk about that. Fred McGriff in the Hall of Fame. We're going to get to that later on down. And we're going to talk some Buccaneers with Paul as well, the leading historian on the Buccaneers, as far as I'm concerned. All that coming up next year. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, J E E V E S Law Group.com. Get that personal attention you so richly deserve. You know, go to those big law firms who never call you back. Jeeves Law Firm, J E E V E S Law Firm. Loggroup.com. Stay with us. Hey guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well, so do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional, targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will 
represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 less after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show, brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and his medical team will hook you up over there. If you're trying to lose weight, get your testosterone levels up, which many of us men need because they're so depleted. Um... Go to BAMMC.com, get an appointment right there. You can sign up. You don't even need to call anybody and start your journey to better health at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. All right, let's bring in our favorite British, I'm going to say um, sportsman. I'm going to call you a sportsman. Paul Stewart joining us here from BuckPower.com. Also covered the uh, the Open Championship this weekend at Hoylake. And I got to tell you, Paul, well, first of all, good morning to you. How are you? A very good morning to you. I need to have word with you about that British accent you tried to do at the outset. It's outstanding, was, um, and you knew different. it. It's outstanding, and you knew it. 
Would you rather me give you my Scottish accent? Yeah, well, if I try and do an American accent, if I try and do an American accent, I sound like Forrest Gump, so I'm just going to give up now. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. I like it. I love you, Jenny. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so, how are you, my friend? How was how was uh, Hoylake? How was Royal Liverpool this this weekend? It looked a little wet yesterday. Yeah, I'm very glad I came back yesterday to play in a competition of my own club down here in the southwest of England. It was it was a very good open. Um, unfortunately, because of the runaway leader and the weather yesterday, it turned into a bit of a damp squib in more ways than one. But again, I think a, a, a true champion was, was found. And there were enough stories that we can talk about. But yeah, it was a great Open. Of course, I'm glad you called it the Open and not the British Open. But you and I have had that discussion many That's times right. over the years, JP. Now, the Open Championship. So you told me that uh, the, the tabloid said the, called Brian Harmon the Butcher of Hoylake. You have to say it that way. For what reason would they be so down? Now, Because let's be honest, if Roy, Roy McElroy or Fairway Jesus, Tommy Fleetwood, would have lapped the field as Brian Harmon did, and every time he wobbled just a little bit, would come back and hit stripe another fairway, hit another green, drop another long putt, they would be celebrating him. this is the greatest win in open history. But since he's an American, he's a diminutive Yankee, and he's, uh, he has the audacity to shoot a living animal with a gun as a hunter. Oh, my God, he's the butcher of Hoylake. What the hell is going on over there? Yeah, to what happened, it was a press conference on Saturday night after third round, and Harmon has played brilliantly. He got up and down from everywhere on Friday. He got up and down from the rough, from the bunkers, from the cavern club in Liverpool. He got up and down, and it was a great round. He then went out on the Saturday, played a superb leader's round, and maintained his lead. Now, he came into the press conference, and someone asked him, quite innocently, OK, we don't know much about you. What do you like doing? He said he liked hunting. Fair enough. But he went a bit over the top with some of the things he said about, oh, yeah, I did this when I was eight years old and I did that. And that's what the press picked up on. So when it came to yesterday, you've got to understand the British fans wanted Fleetwood or McElroy to win. They wanted a close competition, but they're going to root for their home favourites, which of they course, always would do. Fine, yeah. If you go to Wimbledon Tennis... Yeah, if you go to Wimbledon Tennis and you're playing Andy Murray, you know the crowd's going to be 100% against you. That's how it goes. That was fine. But because he made those quotes, a couple of the tabloids looking for a story enhanced it with a headline like the Butcher of Hoylake. And then there were one, and it was just a handful of people, that was all, started calling out things about him on the tee, which golf fans do. It would be the same as if a British golfer came to the Augusta or came to the US Open and made a comment about the First Amendment and said, I think the fact that you guys all carry guns is stupid. It's going to offend some people, and he's going to hear it from the gallery the following day. And that is what happened to Harmon. He was just a little naive with what he said, and because they needed a story, they picked up on it, and that's what happened. That's all it is. Okay. It's all a right. storm in a teacup. That's very about very well put. I think that's fair to say. You know, Colin Montgomery used to get it from American fans, but because of his brutish attitude, though, he was just always such a downer and, ugh, you know, it's just you know crying and ugh, we just you know it was bad. So I get that. But I so the butcher thing was more about his 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 Second Amendment, by the way, the right to bear arms, the guns, and not necessarily hunting itself. So it's a, it's a gun thing. 
Is that what yeah, you that's all it was. And believe me, I've had enough run-ins with Montgomery, and he's unpop—he's as unpopular with the British press as he is with the American <laughs> press. There's no love for Colin Montgomery at all. But yeah, just to say that that story about say you, they were looking for something to write about because the whole story coming in was Rory McIlroy won the Scottish Open, was playing brilliantly, and he did play really well over the weekend. Uh, it was just a case of Harmon played superbly for 36 holes, and it became a non-story. And when you've got a non-story on the course, you you, as a journalist, yeah. you know this, you've yeah. got to look for the story off the course, and it. that's what happens. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about his performance. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to say, you know, that was the most exciting Open because he took all the drama out of it. But what I am going to focus on is how he played because you look at some of the best players in the world and what this, this course was a handful. Um, I mean, you look at some of the best players, but they couldn't even break par. Um, and it was, and that's with, you know, somewhat benign conditions the first few days, right? So for, for Brian Harmon to come out there and do what he did yesterday, especially with all the pressure on him yesterday, and, you know, he bobbled on Saturday and Sunday, and I think we all went, oh, here it comes, here it comes. But as soon as he did that, he striped another fairway, got up and down on three, I think, which was a really big one for him mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. I just thought his resilience – um, in, under pressure, and for a guy who is, you know, flat out admitted he gets into his own head. And I also loved it on Saturday, if you saw the post interview, and I'm sure he did, where um, Kara asked him about his putting, and he said, I'm not going to tell you. Because he didn't want it to get out there and have people start chirping about what he changed in his putting, which was great. That's smart. Don't, don't give him any fodder, right? And was like, and, and then he said, I'm going to turn off my phone, I'm going to read a book, and I was like, Wow, that's and and to me, that's really really helped him because he seemed so laser focused and never got out of the moment. Played every shot by shot, and to me, that was uh, just an absolutely brilliant performance. Yeah, and it was interesting that the top three players who finished. So you had um, Harmon six shots clear of Seb Stracker and Tom Kim. They all three of those rank in the top twenty on the PGA Tour for driving accuracy. So then you had the likes of the the Rams, the McElroys, and the and the Hovlands behind, who are the bombers, who try and go everywhere, who try to carry all the trouble, and they found themselves getting into trouble. So that was the reason. Because Harmon and the other two were putting it in play, even if it was a long way back, they were just, okay, 200 yards out, get it on the green somewhere. If your 30-foot putting game is good, which is what it is, it's not bang it in close and hold from five foot. That is not how you win a Lynx event over here. Um, And that's what he did. Now, Ram had a superb round on the Saturday at 63. He made four 20-footers and four 10-footers. He made everything he looked at, and there was no way in the world he was ever going to do that again. So that was why I think if, you know if you took half an equation, you'd have had a fantastically close open with eight or ten players involved. What it was is you simply had a player who played really well over that weekend. Mm-hmm. He got it, and you have to have a different game. So if you've played links golf, it's a different type of game. Oh, I mean, obviously, I've played a lot of those courses. I'm not playing Hoy Lake, but I've played nearly all the other ones up there. You've got to be patient. Just take your medicine, lay back, get it on the green from long distance, get up and down from somewhere, and that's how you win, and that's why he's holding the current jug now. Yeah, I think it's it's real interesting you mentioned. That's great stuff, Paul. And uh, you talk about Rom's number, and Zinger gave a great uh, 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 data fact where he said 
guys that hit shoot 63 or 64 follow it up with an average score of 71 the next day. And that's exactly what Rom shot, 71. It's hard to follow up those great rounds because you're just not going to make all the putts that you made during the great rounds. That's always the difference in a great round. You hold four or five long, long putts. That makes all the difference in the world. It's just not going to happen. And, um, and I think the, this, this, all this debate about distance and the golf ball, well, you see if you penalize people for missing the fairway, it changes everything, and that's what these links courses do. I mean, even if you have, if, you know, in the PGA Tour, even if you have long rough, it's consistent rough, and they know what they're going to get. Here over there, you hit it in the wispy stuff. You have no idea what you're going to get, and more times than not, you can't hit the, um, the the green. Whereas at the PGA Tour, it doesn't matter how much you're in the rough, you're going to be able to move it far enough up that you usually hit a green. So I, I like that part of, of links golf because I think it does reward a different type of player. And if you go in a bunker on a links course, my God, you go in a bunker because you've got it. You, all you're doing is pitching it out. I mean, I've been in the road hole bunker St Andrews. That's above your head, above and I, you're hitting yeah. a full swing yeah. with a 64 log wedge to get it out. Yeah, without, without a bounce on the other side. Yeah, it, it's a different type of game, whereas, you know, in the US, it's a case of, you know, they're getting up and down 80% of the time from greenside. You're not doing that on a Lynx course. Exactly. So, it, again, it is. Hoylake is one of the more well-known courses like your Carnoustis or your St. Andrews. Next year, they go to Royal Troon, which is, is another great course. But that's where Todd Hamilton won it 20 years ago. And everyone goes, who? who? Todd Hamilton came from nowhere, played a really sensible, similar game to Harmon, and he won his one only major. And that's sometimes what you have to do. So you do get some surprising winners. But we had Wyndham Clark won, won the US Open. Yep. They're not big names, but they're what you call second-tier players on the US Tour. Guys ranked between 20 to 30 to 40 in the standings. Not the big names, a way you can talk about Rory didn't get another major, Rob didn't win. X player, player, X player, Y didn't win. You got a true champion, and that's why I say he he was named the champion golfer as he's announced on the yes. ceremony afterwards. All right, Paul, great stuff on that. Let's uh, transition here to the Buccaneers, and I'll just throw it out to you as you as training camp begins today. Really, the rookies have reported. Um, obviously, they'll get on the field on Wednesday. Uh, just your overall thoughts. We're doing a poll here today on. Um, which player, Buccaneer player, you'd like to see have a good camp to make you most optimistic about the season? Uh, Rashad White. But <laughs> you're joking, right? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Kyle Trask. Oh, all right, go ahead. Kyle Trask, go ahead. Who, who do you think? No, no, I'm just kidding. That's why I put on, on the thing. To me, it must be getting their training camp because I'm looking at booking my next trip back over the Atlantic. That's right. Probably in November for the Tennessee game. I'm not going to make it for the throwback game. So, yeah, it, it, at the moment, like you said, it's still baseball season. Even though you you guys have jumped off the ship and are, you know, waving to the training <laughs> camp already on, on the baseball front. Yeah, everyone is really optimistic. And it's amazing how, for the last five years, everyone has said, Baker Mayfield's terrible, he's not a quarterback. And suddenly, here we are in July, and everyone going, this guy's fantastic, he's going to be the new saviour. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just hold fire on that one. So I want to see... A good performance from a quarterback. I don't care about any other position. I've said, I said to you last time we were on, this is the year where you pay the credit card bill. We have for the last three years. And there's a Vince Lombardi trophy sitting at one place because we spent too much. So I don't mind if things go back a little bit this year. Yeah. But yeah, we're full of optimism. I just want to see it from the quarterback position rather than anyone else. 
No, I, I, listen, I, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is, is suddenly going to be Tom Brady, the good Tom Brady, not the last year Tom Brady. Um, but I, he doesn't have to be. I think with this defense, this defense should be a top-five defense. And if you have a top-five defense, you should be able to be in every single game. You don't have to score 30 points like Brady. Just give me 24. Give me an average offense with this defense, and I think the Bucks will win more than they lose. I'm not here to, you know, to, like Rashad White saying we're going 12 and 5. I think this is a 9 10 win team, and I think that'll get it done in the NFC South. So, um, and so I don't, I don't think Baker's going to be the greatest thing ever. I want him to be 2020 Baker. You know, run the running game, you know, get that more efficient, have a balanced offense. You know, throw 25 touchdowns, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. That's, you don't have to have an all-pro year. That's all I want from my quarterback. And I think if, if Todd – and then, you know, of course, for me, it's Todd Bowles. He's the X factor. How will he coach? How will he manage the game? How will he manage the team and get more accountability than he did last year? That's my biggest question, Mark. Where are you on Todd Bowles? I think he had a very hard job last year because he was working with all of Bruce Arians' assistants. And I think I still feel the criticism of Byron Leftwich was really unfair because, to me, the problem was Tom Brady. Because he lost the players on the offensive line at the start of the season. He was playing scared, which is understandable. He's, he's almost as old as you and I, J.P. Exactly. And that's getting on, as you and I both know. Crazy. So Brady was dumping the ball off in two seconds. And if you watch the All-22 film... Teams realised it, started rolling everybody up, and hence all you had was short dump-offs. Mm-hmm. That's not Byron Leppage's fault. And in the one game where Brady decided to use the real offence against Carolina, 300-plus yards passing, big plays to Mike Evans. We won the game because he stayed in there. That was not Byron Leppage's fault. So I'm totally in on Todd Bowles. I'm totally in on the offence being better because it's addition by subtraction. And like you say, everyone's full of optimism, but I still feel Byron Leftwich had a really hard deal being fired at the end of last season. It wasn't his fault. Your retort? Uh, hold on. My man over here is... is he's going to defend Tom Brady. I, I'm not going to defend Tom Brady, but I'm sure as hell not going to come in here and say that Byron Leftwich is absolved of any blame. No. I, I just can't get there. I, I just I can't get there because I mean I watched the film too and, and I think even when the Bucks even when the Bucks were winning the last two years, I think everybody still had those moments where they were like, What the hell is Byron doing? Right? I think we were all secretly looking at Byron and going, He's the liability of this core. It has nothing to do with him at all. And if he was such a great coach, Paul, and he was such a great offensive wizard, he'd have a job right now. But it's, it's, what is it, July 24th, 2023, he's been fired for almost six months, and he still has no there's job. Some, there's some XFL openings coming up. Though. Is there? I hear, the, so, I hear yeah. the Arena League's making a return next they year. They are, yeah. My Maybe goodness. He can, he can coach for Antonio Brown's I've heard, team. I've heard the Rays need, need a clean-up hitter as well. Maybe he can play <laughs> clean-up for the Rays instead of Franco grounding up second the whole time. That's true. That's true. We got some usage for him. But, no, I think Brady was to blame. I think it's... I, I, I hear said where it, you're coming from. I said it was 75 Byron, and I had 25 Brady. That's the way I looked at By it. By the way, Paul, didn't that terrible coaching staff win a win a world championship under Bruce Arians? Quite right. As I say, didn't Byron Leftwich? Wasn't he the offensive oh, coordinator yeah. behind that team? <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, Nick, I've been on. I've commentated on the NFL for before you were born. I was doing this, <laughs> and the one thing you always do is is, is you cr- any offensive coordinator who, if you call a draw play on third and ten and it works, you're the greatest offensive coordinator right. ever. 
if you if you don't get it, everyone, you're a moron because you call it draw play. Hindsight is everything. I, I know so that. I've got no problem with it. It's not it's in the business. I know that. It's just I I can think I'm our. Damn it, I hate this conversation because I'm going through all the plays in my head that I wanted to erase from my memory forever, whether it's the Pittsburgh game and he's running he's running to the side where it's Gedeke and, and Donovan Smith against Cam Hayward. I mean, the no logic in the interviews, the that's the thing. It's like he's stuck in like the 1980s with his terminology and how he like sees the game and he's laughing at reporters who bring up analytics and, and just normal stuff, you know, that everybody uses. And that's what I was just like, this guy doesn't have it. And I think the I think that's out on him now. And that's why he doesn't have any job, not even like an assistant, like a quality control, something that we just have to put a title on to get you in the building. Nothing, nothing. Well, listen. That's because he's getting that's... paid to be on the side. He's getting paid to play golf. Just out of interest, I mean, go. You you trying to you trying to erase plays from one year from your memory? I've got forty years of Buccaneer history right. built yeah, up. I, Believe I, me, I'm catching up. Way way more bad. I know that. I'm a, I'm a third of the way there. I got fifteen I, I, years I've to been, erase. I've been studying the Lehman Bennett films from '85 and '86, and believe me, it'll never get any worse than that. I will say, Paul, you are doing a good job of bringing up the good plays because I've been following along. You got the top one hundred list going on. On right now, the top 100 bucks, which I'm not sure what number are you in right, right around the 60s and the 50s, right? We, we just got to number 55. A current buck, Ryan Jensen, was there. Yep. Yesterday, we had Dwight Smith, who made it because he did have a couple of touchdowns in the Super Bowl, which gets you straight into the top 100. So, yeah, we've got some big names coming up. We've gone right through the complete history. Players from 76 to 2023. People are loving it. I've had former players bribing me, saying, if I can put them in the countdown, I'll get you three rounds of golf. It's been fantastic. <laughs> That's one way to get free golf. I love it. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't mention Bob Hugo's name on air, but it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Stewart joining us for BuckPower.com. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on this season. I'm very excited to see what it holds. Uh, and I think, you know, it, like, I think you and I are, are pretty much – on the same Brady wavelength, it was thanks for thanks for the memories. It was awesome. Um, last year wasn't the real Tom Brady. I don't think he's coming back as much as people still murmur about it. I think Tom understands that last year was he's in, he's enjoying life with supermodels. JP, I know who's he dating now, Paul? Uh, Ronaldo's old girlfriend. He's dating Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's old girlfriend who has a kid with, or she has a kid with. So you know. He's off to retirement, and, and this is going way over my head. This one, guys. <laughs> I figure with all the British tabloids, I figure with all the British tabloids, you'd be up on who Tom Brady's dating. I mean, that's that's all they talk about. Over yeah, there. but like you said, I don't def- I don't defend the British tabloids, JP. You, you said that at the open. Right. I've got no time for them. You know that. I agree. I've, with I've you. been. I've done that in my career. I'm way past that now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, partner, well, always fun to have you on. Uh, what else is going on at BuckPower.com that people can uh, get involved in? Well, I'm just doing that countdown. We're going to do some podcasts where we look back at past games in Buccaneer history. Oh, and um, I'm going to have a well-known, very well-known Buccaneer offensive lineman from the 80s joining me to do that one. We're going to take a game from the mid-80s and tell the story of the game and what happened and why it was such a moment in Buck history. Every week going into the season, I'll have video preview, video reviews of all those previous games. So when the Bucks take on the Vikings, I'll have clips of all the Bucks-Vikings games from past history. So I'll be doing that. I'll still be watching every Rays game because I watch it the morning after. I've got my big screen TV here so I can sit and watch it in the morning. So I'll, I'll stay with the faith. I don't, like you said, they're not as good as they were to start with. They're not as bad as they are now. 
I'll stick with them. And yeah, looking forward to, say, my trip over to the Atlantic. Come and see you guys, and uh, hopefully you can give me a couple of shots on the course, JP, or will it be the other way around? Yeah, well, yeah you'll be giving me shots, no, no doubt about it. I'll take you out to my club, Palmasia. You know, have you played Palmasia yet? No, no, that sounds like a deal. Okay, we'll, we'll have that one. We'll negotiate the shots over the next few months. It, it's a treat, no doubt. A little 1919 has a little Donald Ross in it. Uh, very uh, tough course, very tough course. It's the toughest, shortest course you'll ever play, my friend. So bring your short game. That's where it's all. It's well, all I'm, I'm, I'm heading off for a game at my own club. Our club is 126 years old, my local club. Ooh, so, uh, wow, yeah, we've got history me. over here, as you know, JP. That's very nicely done. All right, partner. Uh, hopefully you'll reciprocate and let me play at your club when I come over there. That'll be fun. Thanks, partner. That's the deal. So, yeah, keep up the great work, guys, and speak to you soon. All right, buckpower.com. Check out the website and uh, follow Paul at uh, buckpowerc on uh, Twitter. Always fun to chat with him. All right, well, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we got lots to get to. Uh, big story at uh, my one of my alma maters, FAMU. Big story there. Ooh. We're going to talk about that today, yeah. Um, we'll talk some more Rays baseball and the biggest event of the weekend. You will hear the crescendo of the event when we come back. What could that be? Stay with us. We're brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center in our first hour. If you're looking to lose weight, get your testosterone levels right, get a new primary care physician, as I have done with Chris Lugo, uh, who takes a modern approach, not the old Western medicine. Here's a pill to mask your symptoms. Uh, they dig deep and find out what's going on and fix the problem. So go to Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com, to get your appointment now. Back in three. Stay with us. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? 
Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show. Our second hour here, live in studio. It always feels good to be in studio. I, I, I know we have to do a lot of stuff off, off, uh, off the reservation here, but it uh, always feels good to be back in and in the you know, interacting with everyone. We're going to get to all of your comments here. we got some good stuff uh, coming up on your, your comments here. And, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some college football. Fred McGriff going into the Hall of Fame had a nice, very localized speech. He looked great. Mm-hmm. Big smile. So we'll get to that. Um, so a lot coming your way. And J.C. Allen's going to join us at 1130 to talk some more Buccaneers. So um, without further ado, I want to get to some of your comments here. 
Uh, Christopher Cole says the Rays need to make a move ASAP. I think that's pretty damn evidence. Uh, as Bruce uh, points out, it's so disappointing after historic start. Um, Lonnie Wilkins, good morning, Lonnie. If this is their swan song, they have to go for it. If they don't, then they'll burn the goodwill the fans gave them for Randy Land and spiked attendance. That's an interesting. Uh, I agree right with there. them. I, I, I would have absolutely. That's why they. That's part of why they have to go for it. You've engaged the fan base. Yes, you've done so right by the fans this year, unlike any other year. Well, you know, as as you know, I've been the most critical of this organization from a money-spending standpoint. I don't see a lot of that in other media anywhere. Uh, so, and I think it's important, and I think it's the number one thing that keeps that holds this team back, but nobody wants to talk about it because, oh, we're a low-revenue team. No, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, we have plenty of money to spend. We choose not to. Um, and I don't think that's no. talked about enough, to be quite frankly frank with you and and when you know we have john smoltz come on this show and say yeah they figured out how to do the regular season let's give them their kudos for that but they're not going to get over the hump well or it's going to be tough he doesn't he say absolutely all, all i'm saying is if they somehow and they've already squandered the division lead it's, it's two games back from baltimore now i believe if this continues and they do not win the division this year i don't know if the word disappointment covers it i really don't the fact that they would have to play a wild... If this team has to play a wild card series, given what we saw through the first 40 games, that's, an, this is an, that's incredibly... Again, I don't think disappointing does the word for it. That's a collapse. I know mean, credit to Baltimore. Well, they've stayed in it, and they kept it to like six and a half, but still, man. And what if, what if this team doesn't make a big move at the deadline? What if it doesn't acquire a big, a big player, a big bopper where you're going to have some expenditure of money because that's what we've been promised. We exactly. were promised that, that in the offseason. We were promised it at the beginning of the season. And if there's no deals made, I'm just going to sit here and reiterate the same damn thing. This, this, is ain't ne- this ain't Neander. This is not the baseball people. This is Stu Sternberg nixing every deal in which he's got to pay anybody any money. And I'm here to tell you, Tyler Glass now ain't playing for this team next year at $25 million. I'll bet my last freaking dollar on that deal. Yeah. And, and and people should be talking about this because you went out and spent your money. You know, they're averaging – their ten, attendance is up 30%. Payroll's down this year. So what are you going to do? You're going to go spend some money? You always <laughs> promised to reinvest that money. Let's see it. it the, 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 right now is the best time than ever to do it. You have a team that clearly is – it's leaking oil pretty fast, I think. Right. And I don't see I don't see where the uh, the reinforcements are coming at the moment. So you got to go outside the box, in my opinion, if you want to get back in this thing. Because the other teams have already made they already yeah, the other teams have already set the tone for what they're going to do. That's right. Baltimore made a minor move, you know, Fujinami, whatever. But that's not going to be the biggest move they make. No. We know they're going to be more from that. Texas has already went out, and you talk about Chapman, they, they had a weak nothing. They had a weakness. Guess what it was back into the bullpen. They addressed it pretty quickly before it became a bidding war towards the deadline. They said, no, we're going to jump out in front of it and look at Chapman now. He's, I threw a pitch the other day. It's like probably the nastiest pitch I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like 103 and it's going like this way. <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Richie P says, I can't do the Rays. I went to the game on Thursday and just couldn't do it anymore. I love Randy, but the rainbow throw just kills me. Yeah, you can't do it, bro. It, it just, you know, and that was so indicative of where the Orioles are now. And where the Rays are. It's like the Orioles have supplanted the Rays in playing that kind of baseball. That focused, uber-aggressive, take the extra base, and there the Rays are lollipopping throws and letting guys get to third base. I mean, right. it's, it, it's awful. Uh, and about uh, Fairbanks, Lonnie says, Pete's a good seventh, eighth inning guy, maybe for me. He's, now, a, he's a closer. Uh, I, I'm not going to rip Pete Fairbanks' 
pretty pretty hard today. I'm just not. Well, he's the been, problem is really really the problem good is we have to if you want to get to the elite status and win a World Series, you have to have an elite closer, and we don't have it. He's good. He may be even very good, but he's not elite. He's not Chapman. He's not Batista. He's, he's, he's just in not. The, he's in the tier right beyond those guys. Okay, but. And don't get it done. What, what what scares me about Fairbanks is last year what happened against let's let's not remember let's not forget what happened last year in Cleveland. Yeah. Play a little cold game and all of a sudden I mean the guy played in like fifty five degree weather against the Mets. I remember he's putting on like tube socks and and, yeah. and like everything to make it to where he doesn't cramp or whatever. Mm-hmm. That scares me actually more yeah, than anything. You may have to go play in some cold weather in the postseason. And, and by the way, in. and and also too the fact of winning the division. Do you not want home field advantage? Because we can agree, this team, when it's at its, is playing really good baseball at home at the end of the day, whenever they're playing at their best. Right, best now, it in the league. right now it doesn't seem to matter, but they play a lot better at home, and I see people all over, all over Twitter and everything, which I know is a cesspool, I have to weed through it. People on Twitter are like, well, the goal is just to get in the thing, and it's a small variant, sample size, you know, all these buzzwords and everything. Since when did home field advantage not matter in the postseason? It matters. You, you want to play extra matters. games? You want to play wild card teams? Guess what? You know who a wild card team is right now that you probably would have to face? The freaking Astros. Yeah. You think I want to see those guys in no. a three-game series? No. Come on. No, thank you. Come no, on. Thank you. We've already seen that. Uh, Lonnie says, I bought Ray's merchandise, flew down to watch games and see them in Chicago, too. I've been to nine games this year. If they don't go for it, it's a middle finger to we the fans. Absolutely. 100%. They, they've promised this forever. And this is the year they have to do it. You know what? This reminds and me, it, too. And it will. You know, and, and I'm saying that this team is not great. I don't think it's a great team right now. But you add two pieces to it. You add a, a lights-out closer and a big bat in the middle of this. Uh, this Give a jolt. Lineup. I just need a jolt. I, I'm, I'm going under the it assumption. Makes everybody else better. That's what I'm saying. I'm going under the assumption you give a jolt, some new blood into the system. You know, some guy that comes in and is, is I think it would help everybody else is the whole, my whole, like, kind of assumption well, it's there. It's not, on, not only an emotional help. A, a lip lift for him, something different, but it's a tactical thing too. You're addressing a need. You don't have an elite closer. Go get one, and that moves Fairbanks to the eighth. I mean, I'd love to see Josh Hader. I had no right. problem with that. Right, <laughs> and then that moves Fairbanks to the eighth, where I think he, that's where his that's where he is. Or is there? You know, I'd have to go look at the roster, but like um, the Mets are one of those teams that yeah. I have to venture to say are trying to sell off assets. I would think at some point, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, and then you put a you put a, a big bopper in the middle of the lineup. Suddenly. You know, Wander seeing more fastballs, and other guys around him are seeing better pitches that they don't have to chase. Yeah, and I know I keep it saying. It makes everybody better. And I know I said before, last week maybe I thought, you know, maybe we were going to have a Brandon Lyle hot streak coming, but. He's done, dude. Boy, do I not. Do I want to have He's to done. continue to, to hope for that, you know, that it's going to happen and at some point? he came up in some big spots yesterday and got nothing done but hit into double plays. Or, no, he legged them out. He legged them out. I gave him credit for that. Yeah, but um, uh, no, no good. Um JP eighty nine twenty eight. We love that. We're gonna trade for Jordan Lupo. Again. Hey, he, he had the biggest hit in that postseason for the Rays. He brought him in to face <laughs> face left handers, right? That's what he did. That was crazy. Um, team at times plays with an air of arrogance and cockiness that has led to crappy play. See Randy's throw and Wander attempting a steal when not needed. Yeah, no, I agree. You know the Wander and Randy thing too. It seems like they're trying to outdo each other. You know, instead of being teammates, they're trying to, I want the star. Like, Randy's getting too much attention. I'm going to go steal a base when I don't need to. Or I'm going to swing for the fences so I get the Wander Contra. You know, it just, there doesn't seem to be the chemistry on this team that they had early on. And, and, you know, again, this slump coincides with when Wander was having his behavioral issues. Um, Thomas says, how can the Rays homers vanish? Um, It's weird. 
Um, but, you know. Uh, Jose Siri has 20 home runs to lead this team. He does. Jose Siri. What is that all about? I mean, is that is is that a good thing that Jose Siri leads this team in homers, given who else is in this lineup? No. It's not a good thing. It speaks to... I love it. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. Uh, T. Knowles says, morning, T. Knowles. It's fun. It's training camp week. Or what are your thoughts on players that will surprise or disappoint? Will White show up? Will the running game show up? Will Gage be a factor this year? Um, I think the running game is going to be vastly improved yes. this year. I think that's one of the biggest things, and it's going to help the defense. It's going to help the quarterback. It's going to help everybody. So I think the running game will be vastly improved. I think Rashad White's going to have a hell of a year. Um, I think the edge, you just mentioned it, the edge rusher is a big deal. My goodness, man. You like man. the picture of Yaya Diaby just, wearing I'm just, zero? I'm just going off pictures right now, but Yaya Diaby wearing that zero. I had this discussion last week. We were talking about numbers. It's a, it, sometimes an aesthetic thing for me, and I, I like the numbers. He looks like Khalil Mack. He just looks like he's going to F some you-know-what up. Yeah. He's going to get in there. He's freaking he jacked as could be. JTS, you said JTS got bigger, but I can't imagine he looks he don't like, look like that. He don't look like that. That yeah. guy's. I think that dude's gonna be breathing down JTS's neck this season. He is. In my opinion, that's a good thing, by the way. You need competition. Hopefully, JTS rises to the equation. Canty looked good himself as well. Um, so yeah, I, lo- I love all those things. I think I think the Bucks need to have these rookies play well. I think Canty's got to be an impact player uh, on this defense, and I think he will be. I think he will be. I think they need Yaya Diaby to be an impact player. Um, they need Cody Mock to be an impact player. And, and be a be, be a, a really good athletic oh, I hope he guard. Win, I hope he wins the competition. That'll be a good sign if he wins that competition. Yeah, yeah. And I you know and I, this Matt Filer deal throwing him in at, at left guard just because he's big. I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I hope there's some competition at left yeah, guard as we, well. You know how we feel about Nick Leverett, you know. Yeah, we're we're, we're Nick Leverett fans. So, um, well, to answer his other questions, uh, real quick, go back to that comment because uh, there were some multiple questions in there. Uh, will Devin White show up? I believe he will, because uh, he'll start losing money if he doesn't. He'll be. I mean, he's been in all these photo shoots and everything for the jerseys and all. I think he'll be there. Um, I think he'll be there. And I, th- I think that tells me, you know, the, the photo shoots and all these other things, that tells me that he's kind of made peace with the fact that he's going to be here and be the best that he can be. I know I know Derek Brooks and some others have talked to him about, listen, man, just, you're, you know, by the way, $11.7 million that he's making, that ain't chump change. No, it's not. That ain't chump change. <laughs> like, you know, that's you're, he's one of the highest paid linebackers in the league. Go out and prove it. Yeah. I think he's overpaid at 11-7 and he wants 20. Well, yeah. prove me wrong, bro. Prove me wrong. Yep. I'll be the happiest person in the building. His last question, will Russell Gage be a factor this year? I mean, I keep saying it. I mean, he, he got hurt again during, what, OTAs, I think, yeah. in camp and all that. And it's we don't know what happened there. But I think Trey Palmer will surpass him. Man, I, I just I keep seeing like all these clips from last year's practice before he had the injury, and go back to his time in Atlanta. No, no I was watching that him dude in, in the, camp, that yeah. dude in the slot. Man, he he's really shifty. I told you last year the numbers that he got open at a, at the higher rate than anybody else in this team, and for whatever reason he just didn't get the ball. The chemistry wasn't there with Brady. Whatever it is, I think there's more out of Russell Gage. I do. If he can stay on the field and not have any hamstring issues, is the big one. He's got to come in fully healthy. I think he will be a contributor for the Bucks this year. But also Trey Palmer, he's going to be breathing down his neck as well. Thomas Casper says Bowles does not have and cannot acquire the charisma of Arians. But how much does that matter in the grand scheme? I don't care about the charisma. I just care about the accountability. And Todd has to find a way to reach these guys on a different level because 
they just, you know, and, and they all love him, and they talk about how much you love him, but then start paying attention to your assignments and make your coach right. look good. You know, stop being knuckleheads yeah. out there. Because you're making your coach look really bad. That's right. But I, I do think the players have, have realized they that last year was a, a, a total failure. I think they would obviously tell you that. And the way these guys talk, I've listened to all these interviews these guys have given. You know, Rashad White spoke to Kevin O'Donnell last week and said, hey, we're going to go 12-5. and five. Tristan Worf said the same thing, 12-5. and five. Now, I don't think they're that great. But I love the confidence this team, the Carlton Davises of the world. They're hearing everything everybody's saying about them right now. Yeah. That's why I think the defense is going to be good. Yep. I think the defense is going to be really good, and the offense just needs to be average. And you know, but again, who's managing the team? That's that's the uh, and, and the game. Management. My, my best case scenario, guy. it'd be cool if you know Baker had like a uh, think of like a Daniel Jones last year, right? Where you would say Daniel Jones probably he he probably punched well above what he is last year. Is that fair? Oh God, yes. If, if Baker Mayfield gave me a Daniel Jones season. I would be over the moon happy with that. And Rashad White can be, you know, over a 1,000-yard rusher. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. That's my best-case scenario right here. Boring, you know, injuries on the offensive line. I think they can do that. Um, Thomas says uh, Irina Shaik is a high-end milf for Brady. High-end milf. My question is this. Why why does he have to go after his buddy's girlfriend, Ronaldo? Like, there's not enough fish in the sea. For Tom Brady, that he has to go 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 hit on his buddy's girlfriend—that's so low to me. That's so low. Like, dude, come on, you're better than that. Well, maybe not. I knew you'd have these takes. No, it's like you know, back in the day, back in the day when men were men, like you didn't do that. You didn't. You didn't. You, you know, there was a man code. You didn't go after your like. Uh, who was it? Um, Ashley was showing me the other day. Um, one of these billionaires. Uh, oh, Kevin Costner's wife. Being seen with his best friend, his best friend now that he split with his wife. Now his best friend goes after his wife. That's so. That's such bullshit. Come on, man. And, and now Brady's doing the same thing. Why can't Brady? Why can't Brady date somebody who's not a star? Just just, just a, maybe a regular girl because he can't do it because it's it's going to hurt his his image and his self his self image. It's, it's it's below me. It's below me. I couldn't. I could not date a commoner. Um, no, of course not. I'm the goat. I could give a rip. Shh. I could give a rip about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that he, and the whole thing with Kim, I guess that, is that fling over? Mm-hmm. We moved on from that? Uh, well, according to Ashley. I'm, um, just, I'm just happy that he's not. She a, says it wasn't on TMZ, <laughs> okay. the Kim K thing, so it wasn't true. They have standards at TMZ, mm. believe it or not. Well, I'm just happy he wasn't the Bucks quarterback and that was going on because it could have been even a lot worse. That's why I got so concerned the other now, night. Ashley says that he's, you know, she's been married and had a kid with Bradley Cooper since right. Ronaldo. Right. So I bet, but I bet Bradley Cooper and Brady are buddies too. I have no idea. That's a, that's a world I do not keep up with. Yeah. I'm just happy. But, but to my point about Kim Kardashian, that's why I, I, saw, her, yes, I saw her on Friday night. She was at, the, at Messi's debut. And I immediately went, oh, my goodness, pray for Messi. Pray for Messi because every time, she, every time she shows up anywhere, chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. <laughs> He's going to get injured. Something's going to happen. It's going to be funky. And, of course, Goat didn't let that happen. But, but no. And so she, Brady was supposedly there but was not photographed. Yeah, I can't make sense of this. Like, they were going through like, all the celebrities that were there. And it's like LeBron was there. We saw that. He's hugging with, uh, with Messi, which is cool to see. Serena's there. Uh, Mark Anthony was there. Some other big people, but they said Brady was there, but I don't have a photo of it though. Well, when he when he went to the Lightning game the one time, 
He went to the Lightning game. He said expressly, I don't want to be on the Jumbotron. I don't want to be photographed. I don't want anybody to know I'm here. Yeah, but I just thought, you know, if you're there to see Messi, you'd think there'd be like a photo, a video, something of him like interacting, but there was nothing. I would think. I would think. Um, Internet, you can pick up the – still have a microphone there, my friend, if you want to pick up and ask a question. Yeah, go right ahead. There you go right ahead. So I was wondering, what do you guys think of – Elon Musk saying Twitter is going to rebrand to X. Could care less. Call it whatever you want. You know, I'm on the platform. I just want to get my tweets out and people to see them. Stop shadow banning me, bitch. So uh, I'd say that. <laughs> I'm starting to hate this dude. Who, Elon? Yes. I, I'll have, I will forever be in his debt because of all the information he gave us to expose uh, the fact that big tech and these so- so-called you know, national security uh, experts lied to the American public about the Hunter, Hunter Biden laptop. I don't care where you are in the political spectrum, folks. Censorship has no place in America. And these and, and people who are trying to censor and hide things, I would not put a lot of faith in them do, being uh, acting in your basic, best interest because they're trying to hide the most critical information from you. So I would be very dubious about their motives. So I will forever be in his debt for him exposing all this bullshit that so many we knew was going on, but people were like, "Oh, that's not happening." Uh, yeah, it was. Like every other conspiracy theory, now we're I think we're sixteen and zero with all the conspiracy theories. Now that of course said no, that was no way that's happening in COVID. No way. It's all been proven true. And if not for Elon Musk, we wouldn't know about it. So I'll give him a boy for that. I know you think the the platform has become quite clunky. You know. I don't I, I, think. I know. It's very <laughs> close. You, you just told me this morning you couldn't even send a tweet out yeah. on your own account. Yeah, that's – but, again, and I'm not happy with that, but I'm, I will forever be in his debt for, for something well, my, far my, more meaningful. My whole problem – Far more meaningful my whole problem, than the fact you can't send out a tweet or you get uh, – My whole problem is – your is, problem with it? My whole problem is, is he spent $44 billion or whatever it was on a freaking app. Okay? It's, it's his money. Day, it's a freak. I understand it's his money. Well, do whatever you want. You know why he did it? But he spent all that money. I just said so. That's why he did. See, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. This is this is him. This is him willing around his 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 money to everybody, and he's ruined the. Uh, he's trolling people. He's on Twitter just 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 to have spent fun. Forty-four billion to troll. He's just people. having fun with everything. He's rebranding it to freaking X to the point where. What do you where, care? Huh? What do you care what it's called? It, why does it have to change? Why? Why? What do you care? There was nothing wrong with the app. It doesn't work. There wasn't anything wrong with it. I just, I just kind of <clears throat> detailed something that was very wrong in with it, which you should world, care about. In my well, you world, you do live in this country. Your freedom should be important. In to you. my world, the yes. things I care about, right. the app sucks. The app sucks. Why? I have to. I have to. If What's I want to, if I want to use TweetDeck, I have to pay the money for freaking Twitter Blue now. I'm just not paying for an app. I'm just not doing not it. Paying for an- not paying for a freaking app just to put my thoughts out okay, there. Say it's, not an, say it's not an app, but it's an essential vehicle for you to communicate with our listeners and, and the world at large. It's got a place, but it's become like the place where like everything happens in the world. And it just to me, like, is that really what this app and what everything was supposed to be well, intended what is that, for? What, is that his fault? <laughs> I'm going on a soapbox right now. Is I know. that his fault? No, but I just don't understand why you had to buy the app and then just change everything. Well, I think I told you why you needed to buy the app. You, you have no problem with the fact that the, this app was 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 conspiring. I don't to live keep, in the I don't live in those worlds. Critical. 
I have. You I live have, in America, bro. I have, Not for long. I, I have. I have muted words. I don't see these things. And this is why we no are care. Where we are. I have no care in the world. You might care when you. I use it. I use it as an avenue to to go look at sports things. I found this really cool nostalgia account. Well, you just said. I mean, it's what I do. It's a clearinghouse for a lot of information and breaking news. Don't you want the news? All of the news, not just what's hand selected to you by big tech. You know what? Maybe I'm upset that it's killed. It's killed the business that I that I that I'm in. It's killed the business. Why is it killed? Oh, it's drastically changed it. Why? How? Like journalism. It's all about how what you tweet as fast as you can on Twitter. It probably put Again, probably not probably Twitter's doesn't fault, probably doesn't same thing on Facebook. It and probably Instagram doesn't and help social media in general. It probably doesn't help you know the the papers and the mom and pops and all that. Like those things I care about, and you know that Twitter well, has made not, that all go away. That's not Twitter's fault. That's social media's fault, and the fact that people don't. You know what? The whole thing sucks. <laughs> End of story. The whole well, thing make sucks. It, make it better. We can make it better. Well, you get forty four billion to make it better. What do you say? Intern Nick. All I got from that is that Nick is uh, team. Fight finally. <laughs> I'm team. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear that whole thing. Can you say that again? Plug it in. See, he's sent, you're censoring him. That's what you're doing. He did this last time when I said that the animated Spider Verse was better. See? Yeah. Watch no. him. He's, he's going to pull I'm the getting, plug again. He's, he's all I'm getting from this is that Nick is clearly uh, Zuckerberg when that happens. <laughs> all right, that's enough. I'm, I'm muting him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. He's like, AOC. He's like AOC at the congressional hearings. I just don't care. Let me tell you right now. I'm going to say it one I'm going to say it one final time. I don't care who's running the country. I don't care who's in Congress. That's why I don't care who runs the app. I don't care. Talk to me in two years. I follow. I live on this earth for for family reasons. For to watch my sports. That's it. Your sports went away. For and a I'm while. doing okay. They took your sports away. I'm doing for a while. okay. You remember, you remember that? Yeah, and I was struggling with life at those yeah. first those first couple no, it's months. It's going to happen again. Uh, all right, Richie, because <laughs> you don't care. That's why it's going to happen again. I'm with you, JP. Can't see is the guy I feel needs to step up in training camp for this defense to turn the corner. I just think about this. Think about this for a second. I know that, you know, Shaq Barrett notwithstanding, and I, listen, who's not on the Shaq Barrett train here for him to return to form? It's going to be tough. Those Achilles injuries are tough, but I got, you know, and he, and he doesn't have a, it's not been a long time. I mean, those injuries sometimes take 16 months. Yeah, it's usually the year after you, have, yeah, you come so, back. You know, but Kansi is going to help the outside pass rush. And, you know, pass rush is, is, is you know, you left to look at in the, Look at it from 40,000 feet. It's not like, oh, we don't have an elite edge rusher. Well, I would agree with that unless Shaq can get back with that. But if you have an elite inside linebacker pressuring, which is Devin, the one thing he does really, really well when he doesn't overrun the quarterback, but at least he runs him into somebody else, he brings that quick pressure. He's so good at that. So you have that. If Canty can be that get-off guy that's, re- that's creating ha- havoc a la Aaron Donald, and I know it's not going to be at that level, but just at some point of that, that he could be that get-off guy that's creating havoc between those that guard, that guard tackle gap. That's going to really affect the outside rushers and give them a much clearer path one-on-one to the. So it help, helps your overall pass rush, and that, and I think also in disrupting the run games because you know lot, offensive lines now in these in these multiple offenses that that like the Bucks are finally going to run. There's a lot of movement on the offensive line. There's a lot of pulling. There's you know a lot of a lot of different and that opens up seams and if you have guys that are quick to 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 
exploit that, mm-hmm. it, it, you get the, that penetration and it screws up the run game. So Cansey can help you in the run game. He can help you in the pass rush game. And if he's the player we think he is, that's going to be a big, big advantage um, to the pass rush, not just because – and I know people are like, oh, where's the outside rush? Well, hopefully that will help it. And it may be Yaya Diaby, you know, um, that, that creates that as well. I just think as a whole – and you got to remember this. I think Bowles is going to be go back to a much more high-pressure system because if you're going to pay your corners that much money – and listen, they don't – they tend not to catch the ball. I get it, but at least if you're covering guys, if you only if you got two guys taking up those outside guys, that gives you a lot of other guys to play with in the pass rush. You know, Antoine Winfield. You know, you him back to center field gives you a little bit of help back there. That whole combination to me can be can be lethal, and 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 that's when Bowles is at his best. So I hope that the, the defense can get back to that. All right. Um, what else we got? Anything else that we want to hear? That? Uh, just uh, Thomas talking about Brady. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, this is why Brady's dating her. 22.4 million followers on Instagram. Boy, that TB12, tw- that TB12 uh, uh, naked, your TB12 underwear campaign going to take yeah, off. I was say, he did pop me here with Brady, 14 million. She's moving overpriced underwear, <laughs> underwear for Brady. <laughs> that did pop me a little bit, I will say. He's no dummy. And I don't, need, no to, I don't need to so see. So you're saying it's not love? <laughs> Hmm? You're saying it's not love? It's not true love? I don't know. I, I, I Listen, I don't know what it's like to be some of the most identifiable people on the planet. I, I don't Brady, know what they do. I bet, <laughs> I bet Brady uses a matchmaking service. Oh, really? You think he needs An it? An elite matchmaking service. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, how do these people know they're going to be in the same area at the same time? Like, I just I don't understand. They're agents. They're agents and they're this is a This is a world, again, that I just stay away from. <laughs> I don't read TMZ. I sure as hell don't read the Daily well, Mail. Well, that's why we have Ashley. She, she's our TMZ I guess. I, so. I may, we'll get her on the show tomorrow to straighten all this stuff out. And we'll talk about, you know. I might have to take a bathroom break. <laughs> wow. Well, at least she's not going into a sauna at 200 degree. <laughs> <laughs> Spending your money. Oh, please don't get me started. All right, we'll take a break. We're coming back with, <laughs> with J.C. Allen on the other side, and we're going to talk some more Buccaneer football. This training camp has begun. The uh, rookies are in. They're um, showering as we speak. <laughs> it's very important. We'll be covering it all as we go through the day. We're brought to you by Italiano Insurance, who just saved me $1,000 on my yearly premium for my auto insurance because those other jerks jacked up my rates. But, aha. I called them, and what did they do? They shopped it all around. They came up with another company that was glad to give me a much better price. And here I am talking to you, saving $1,000. And they can do that with all your insurance needs, whether it be your home insurance, your auto insurance. They'll shop it and probably save you a ton of money. So give them a call, 813-877-7799, and tell them JP sent you. Just do it while you're driving around there, 813-877-7799. Back in three. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by. 
never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fanstream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks, the Gold and Diamond Source. Getting engaged? Dad Gummit, where else are you going to get the ring? It's got to be Gold and Diamond Source. Best selection, best staff, best folks ever over there. We love them to death. Julian, Steve Weintraub. So take your business to somebody who invests in our community, not some mall ubiquitous jewelry store you never even heard of just go to the right people golden diamond source 3800 Olmerton road always online at the golden diamond source.com um all right let's bring on our good friend jc allen from the pewter report as uh hey as far as i'm concerned jc it has begun rookies are already in the building so let's f and go how are you my friend i'm doing good yeah training camp starting uh, some exciting times. Some teams around the league have already started, but the Bucks start officially on Wednesday. It'll be the first practice open to the media as veterans report tomorrow, rookies report today, and it's football season, baby. We got what? We got a preseason game, Hall of Fame game, and what? Seven days, eight days, something like that, right yeah. around the corner. Let's go. Yeah, I'll be and I'll be heading up to uh, Canton for the Rondé Barber okay. induction into the Hall of Fame. 
um, going to his uh, his private party that evening with my son, Cullen, and uh, very much looking forward to seeing Rondé take his rightful place in Canton. And, uh, about time. About, about freaking time. time. Yeah, absolutely. What yeah, our Scott Reynolds will be up there as well. And yep. speaking of Rondé Barber, while we're on the subject, Rondé Barber will be on the Peter Report podcast tonight. So nice. make sure you guys tune, tune in over there, and we'll be talking about you know his playing career and what it means to get accepted finally into the Hall of Fame. So definitely check that out over on Peter Report TV on YouTube. Yes, we will be watching. And uh, Ronnie's going to join us next week, the week of his induction. And, uh, and Fred McGriff, our other friend, will be joining us this week following his induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. All right, so we did a little Twitter uh, poll today about which player would you like to see have a great training camp to give you optimism for the 2023 season? You could pick Rashad White, Baker Mayfield, uh, Devin White, or who was the last other one we put in there? Uh, Kalijah Kansi, who I, I can't wait to see when the pads get on what he does. Uh, yeah. Who would you pick out of that group? Um, you know, I feel like Rashad White's ready to hit the ground running. I, I feel like Devin White knows what's at stake, whether it's payday here or payday somewhere else. So I, I, I can see him improving. I'm between Kalijah Kansi and Baker Mayfield. The, the real one, though, is not even on your list here. Um, I'd have to go out of that group. Um, probably Baker Mayfield. I think he's the winner so far of mm-hmm. this battle. I, I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say Baker as long as he doesn't stink up the joint. But what I really want to see is that offensive line. I want to see Cody Mock coming in, taking over that right, right guard position from Shaq Mason. I want to see Luke Gettigy and how he handles that, that starting position at right tackle. Those are the guys who I, I need to see have a really strong training camp to feel the most optimistic about going in. It starts with the offensive line. You can't block. Rashad can't get open. He can't yep. hit those holes. Baker doesn't have time to throw. I think they have enough talent on the defensive line if can't struggles early on. I really like what I've seen out Servassier Dennis as a potential yeah. heir apparent to Devin White or Levante if one or either of them leaves. So, you know, Baker Mayfield out of that option obviously needs to have a strong training camp um, to solidify that quarterback job. But those guys in the offensive line, I really want to see them have strong camps to maybe feel comfortable about the offensive line going into the season. And another rookie that I've kind of uh, latched onto here, I'm really excited to see, is is the Yaya Diaby. Now, I'm really just basing yeah. that off, I was telling JP last segment, is the Bucks put out these like little photo shoots and... He's wearing the number zero, and I just feel like when you put the number zero on, you just look like a bad mother trucker. And especially look at his arms. <laughs> the 18-inch arms don't hurt the, Yeah, I was going to get to that. The <laughs> arms and everything, and I'm just like, okay, I've heard JTS is bulked up, but I don't think he looks like that, and I know there's more to it, but I'm really excited to see how he fares. Is that a guy you think sooner rather than later he'll be breathing down uh, JTS's neck for playing time this season? Well, I think that's another guy, you know. I, I think, you know, you look at the offensive line, but JTS is another guy. I need to see a strong training camp to feel optimistic about him. You talk about him and Yaya Diaby, you know, Shaq's probably going to start the, season, uh, start the uh, preseason and training camp on the PUP list uh, as he works his way back from that Achilles, aiming for a week one return. Um, but Yaya Diaby is going to have plenty of opportunities. It's obviously going to be Anthony Nelson and Joe Tryon-Shrink are lining up with that first team, but he'll get rotations and he'll get that, you know, top crack at that second team lineup. So, you know, you, him and JTS, they look like a couple action figures. Uh, they are just bulked up guys. So, you know, yeah, strong training camp by him. Obviously, he was a late bloomer. Um, the production he had last season was crazy. The speed of the guy, the strength, the build, you definitely want to see him 
um, really kind of take a giant, you know, leap from rookie minicamp, OTAs, mandatory minicamp. Uh, and, you know, from you look at the guy's Instagram feed, he's, he took a brief vacation, but he's been working ever since. So I'm excited to see him, see what he can do. I'm excited to see a lot of these rookies, I think. The Bucks, when they drafted this draft class, and even the undrafted guys, mm-hmm. they put a, a strong onus on character and work ethic. These guys are workers. That's what they do. They're not coming in relying on any talent they have. They're going to put in the work. So, you know, this rookie class, I'm really excited to see once the pads come on, especially because they did take a good wealth of, you know, trench players, whether it's offense, defensive line, edge players, linebackers, who, you know, really until the pads come on, you can't really see them get their nose dirty. I'm excited to see this group and how they perform. J.C. Allen joining us here. I'm, uh, yeah, I agree with you, especially when you when you mentioned Luke Gedeke and, and Cody Mock. I think, you know, those guys, and I'll even go, you know, Nick Filer, this whole idea that he's already won the job at left guard because he's a big guy. You know, I hope there's legitimate competition on this offensive line because I think it need, there needs to be, right? I mean, Robert Haynes, Haynes, he played well last year. And if he's sitting on the bench, I don't know if that's the, you have the best five out there. Um, I, I think Hainsey should should get a look at right tackle. That's where he played in college. And why are we so set on the fact that Luke Gedeke, what has he proven that he's automatically going to be the right tackle? I hope there's some competition there. And who, where is that competition? Do they want to keep Hainsey just inside? And, and why isn't Hainsey a starting guard in this league? Um, so I, I think I want to see some, 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 some real competition on the offensive line. And I think there's some other guys that could, could jump out there. What do you think? Yeah, I think with the, with the offensive line, it, it's one of the, the groups that need to have the most continuity. They need to feel what each other's going to do, know what each other's yep, going to think. Yep. They will have a lot of success, especially in a horizontal blocking scheme uh, that's you know not having them drop back a million times a game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be pushing guys down the line of scrimmage. They need to know, okay, you're passing this guy off to me. I need to take him and pass this guy off to him. So um, having that situation with the offensive line, I understand why they have uh, kind of named temporary starters on the offensive line now. Give these guys the most time to gel. But let's look. I mean, it's all about competition. Yep. If you're not working hard enough, if you're getting outworked by another guy, if you're getting worked over by the defense or opposing defenses in preseason and training camp, they're not going to hesitate to make a move, I don't think. I think they're going to give these guys some leeway to make some mistakes. But if these are repeat mistakes happening – then you have, have guys with experience, right? Robert yep. Hansey played center all last year. He profiles more of his interior lineman, more than an outside guy, so I don't know if they'd give him a shot at right tackle, but a guy like Justin School, who has experience in the league with the San Francisco 49ers, um, he might get a shot at right tackle. Maybe Filer's the guy they move over there if Gedeke really struggles. Um, but they have options. They, they, they have Brandon Walton, who they feel comfortable with. They have Nick Leverett, who, yep. you know, started the, the second half of the season Played at left well. guard. Well. Um, they've got some guys in there that they feel really comfortable as backups who are versatile enough to play multiple positions on the line that if there are some struggles, they can mix and match. But going into camp, I can see, okay, this is what we this is what the best scenario case looks like, how we feel like our offensive line should look. Let's put them out there. Let's give them time to gel, give them time to build chemistry. If they struggle, we know we have some experienced guys behind them that we can actually, we can slide into the lineup if need be. All right, here's a, here's a question because you you and I we we are not shy to ask questions of people at the podium. So it, when Jason Light does his, all right, here's a question I want to ask because I'm not going to ask Todd Bowles this. 
Jason, have you looked into giving Todd Bowles some help in terms of managing games? I think it's fair to say that last year there were some critical mistakes made in game management and time management. Um, is there? Have you made any uh, changes in the way the game is going to be managed? Is somebody going to help out from um, upstairs? Uh, how do you see jo- Todd Bowles improving as a game manager? So now you have yeah, to well, Jason Light. You have to think, answer that question. I definitely think when you when you look back at the year of last year, you know these coaches are self scouting themselves. Okay, what did I do in this situation? They're self scouting after every game. Um, to kind of improve having some other guys around in your ear that have, you know, experience uh, in that role could help him as well. Um, the, the, the clock management, the use of the timeouts, those were some some big things. I think, you know, the field goals, um, mm-hmm. just, I think that was more part of not trusting his offense. Um, and we'll see the offense, I'm sure, will have hiccups early in the season. You know, thankfully and unfortunately, they have an early bye where they can maybe correct some of those things and do some self-scouting during that bye week and figure out how to get better from there uh, if there are early struggles. But, you know, it, it's just it's just going to have to come with game game experience. Like, you know, he's got the experience as a head coach. He had some of these blunders with the New York Jets. He had some last year. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be, you know, feeling it out and, and realizing the situation, having trust in his offense and his defense. Um, it, you know, it's the offense last year, we've talked enough about it. We don't need to talk about it. But <laughs> I think with this offense, if things work out the way that we all think it should and could, um, I think they'll be in a better position where his game management will be less of him not trusting the offense to get things done. Um, so he'll be better in that aspect. But it's a good question. It's a fair question to ask. Um, everyone's account- held accountable to get better in the off season. How did Bulls get better in that scenario? And that that's you know a question that has yet to be answered, and we'll have to wait until the season starts to see if that's a that's an issue that has been something been talked about his his entire coaching career as a head coach with the Jets and last year with the Bucks. Um, that remains to be seen. Fair so, question, though. Yeah. Yes. So, obviously, I think Bowles is, like, my biggest concern with the team right now because given his track record, five years as a head coach. But, you know, when you look at the players that they have here, and I think we all are, agree here, they're a lot better than what they're being talked about, where a lot of people have them picking in the top five and the Caleb Williams, all that nonsense that goes on during the offseason. But let's just look at it from that standpoint. What do you think concerns you the most about this team, and what scenario do you paint where they end up being as bad as everybody thinks they're going to be? What concerns you the most? Yeah, I think injuries, um, lack of quality depth at some positions. Uh, obviously, if Baker is the guy and he shows that he can be the guy, if he goes down, you're going with an unproven trash, which can change the trajectory of a season. Uh, I think um, if any scenario where you lose Christian Worse, you're in a lot of trouble there. Um, there's really, you know, not an established swing tackle. I think Justin School probably is that guy. Um, but, you know, that's a huge drop-off from work to school. Um, I think if you look at uh, maybe tight end, very young room, um, if one of these guys go down, I think injuries is, is injuries and lack of depth, um, established depth, veteran depth, um, guys who have been there, done that, um, and you can really rely on if they go down. I think safety is a huge question mark. Uh, if they get injured, Nickelback is another one. 
we know how important having that nickel corner is in this league, especially in the passing league with three wide receivers on the field. Who's going to emerge as that? They need to look outside of the organization at some point during training camp. Um, so for me, you know, I think there's enough talent on this team. I think the division's bad enough. I think the NFC as a whole is bad enough where the Bucks team can be vying for a playoff shot and the legitimate, maybe even a first-round upset. Um, but I, I think that they need to stay healthy, and that's something this team has struggled over the years of doing is, is you know, they've been hit in bunches at certain position yeah. groups. You know, last year was safety. The year prior was corner. Uh, offensive line got banged up. Yeah. Um, edge rusher got banged up. So, you know, if, if that happens again in bunches, then I think this team will be trouble. Will be in trouble. And just lack of splash plays. We know interceptions come in bunches, um, but sacks. They need to get after the the passer more. They need to cause more fumbles. They need to get more interceptions. So, I think turnovers, splash plays on the defensive side of the ball is going to be a huge thing for this team because with a new offense, with some of those yeah. struggles, this defense needs to be come out come out of the gate firing on all on all cylinders. They need to potentially carry this team um, throughout those first four weeks as they find their footing yeah. as an offense until the bye week comes and they can tweak and, and, and really hone in on, okay, this is what we do well. Let's make sure we're doing this and, and getting that well. So, you know, I think that splash plays, I think defense needs to come out hot and I think they need to really just avoid injuries because there are some depth concerns that a lot of key positions no that if someone goes down, I don't feel comfortable with the backup going in. No question. All right, great stuff as always, J.C. Allen. Pewter Report, uh, Rondé's coming on tonight, correct? Uh, yes, sir, Rondé tonight, so at 4 o'clock. Make sure you tune in. We'll have a uh, Hall of Fame defensive back, Rondé Barber on. Right. Pewter Report TV. All right, partner, thank you so much. I look forward to chatting with you and seeing you out there at camp, partner. See you then. Thanks, bud. All right. See you later. Have a good one, guys. All right. Uh, we'll take another quick break. And when we come back, the biggest thing we saw this weekend, shenanigans at FAMU. Fred McGriff goes into the <laughs> Hall of Fame and some other fun stuff as we wrap it up here on the J.P. Peterson Show. Brought to you by American Mortgage Services and Extravaganza Productions. If you have a big event or a small event, doesn't matter the size, Extravaganza Productions are the folks that can make it look big and feel big. They are the best in the business. Whether you have a business meeting or a charity function, just go to Extravaganza Productions, contact them through the website, and tell them you heard it on the JP Show, and they will give you a free creative session. You can come in there, look at all their great props in the warehouse, and they'll talk to you about how they can make your event better. That's extravaganzaproductions.com. Back in three. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life 
changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fans Dream Sports. Here it is. Messi! 
crowd. Oh, my God. Lionel Messi in his first game with Inter-Miami in stoppage time. Ridiculous free kick into the upper corner that just skirts the hair of one of the guys in the wall. I mean, just absolute magnificence. And if you've watched Lionel Messi's career like I have, you've seen that exact goal over and over. That was his. That's like his patented goal right there. He didn't just score some little rinky-dink tap-in or something like that. It had to be the Lionel Messi special right there. Perfect. If I'm the goaltender, I probably, probably would have done a little scouting on that one. I'll tell you right now, the, the goaltender was not... He left a lot to be desired on his positioning there. Not hugging the post, a little slow to react. That's what he was told to do. Let's just be honest. But uh, but again, I mean, I watched that. I watched that entire. Well, I watched the game when Messi came on, like the forty something minute, I think, because he didn't start the game. I mean, the buzz, the buzz every time he got the ball. It's like I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, I, and I've been watching his career for so long, but because it's in America for the first time, it was like I'm seeing like this like mythical figure playing for in the United States on, on U.S. soil and, like, the buzz and, like, the room that he had. I mean, this guy's going to dominate. Yeah. He is going to dominate. I know it was just one game. It's not even the MLS. This is the Leaks Cup, which, like, so he was playing a team in Mexico there, Cruz yeah. Azul. But, my goodness, that was so much fun. So much fun seeing Lionel Messi on U.S. soil. Yeah. yeah and that rinky-dink Lockhart Stadium is yep. crazy that he's playing there. Uh, pretty good start for Messi, no question about it. Well, Chris Godwin was on with Rich Eisen on Friday. And Rich was very interested to ask why the you know, Buccaneers are being overlooked like, by so many. You know, and Chris Godwin is not one to talk trash at all, very mild manner, but I think this was interesting. Well, I think one thing that you can say based on perception with Baker Mayfield is there is a chip on the shoulder. I mean, he had it at Oklahoma, man, when he was planting flags in Columbus and, you know, doing what he did in Oklahoma and obviously what 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 did was his birthing into the league in Cleveland got a chip on his shoulder and then you know a shoulder gets hurt significantly and he shows up in your spot with an opportunity again here in this league for a first overall pick that you could say potentially has been humbled a little bit but that chip's still there and there's a lot of guys on your team that won the chip if you will a couple of years ago and do you think you're potentially being overlooked right now in Tampa, Chris Godwin. Um, I mean, I I think that like that most people on the team would think so. But uh, what I also know, right, is like you know, talk is cheap, right? I feel like like there are people like that that are out there, like that are paid, like you guys are paid to talk, you know. Ever like there's a lot of people paid to speculate about the season because like you know, like that's what you guys do. But I mean, how I look at it is like if you look back just a year ago, right? Like we were predicted to be one of the best teams in the league just based on the talent that we had on, you know, on our roster. But clearly, like, at the end, when we got to the end of the season, we saw that, like, it's clearly not just the, the sheer amount of talent that you can accumulate. Like, there's, like, there's a reason that we play the games. And, and so, like, I, like that, that kind of thing kind of brings me, like, some, you know, a sense of, like, calmness because I know that all, like, we just have to go out there and we have to put the work in. Like, regardless of who's playing, like, regardless of who the quarterback is, what plays are being called, like, if we don't have our team chemistry on point, like, if we're not all working like and pulling a rope in the same direction, it's going to be for none. You know, you can have as much talent as you want, but if, you know, teams that, that are playing together, playing as a team, they can come in and beat the most talented team if they're not on their P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's on us to go out there and actually put the work in and, and, and for us to determine what the season is going to be like 
based on the kind of work that we put in and how committed we are and, you know, and those types of things. So as I, I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity, man. You know, like regardless of, like, whatever the outside talk is, I'm excited to go to work with these guys and, you know, see what we can, see what we can craft up. Chris Godwin, well, I'm with Rich Eisen. Uh, I love that answer. Well said. You know, it's not, he's not, I also like Carlton Davis saying we're going to wreck shit. <laughs> I like both approaches. <laughs> so either one's good for me. But uh, that's why I think this season's going to be so fun. Um, other quick story here at uh, my one of my alma maters, Florida A&M, uh, head coach Willie Simmons suspended his own program, even though it's kind of off-season anyway, for an unauthorized um, rap video that was made in the locker room and also made using Florida A&M signage and jerseys, etc., etc., by a rapper by the name of Real Boston Richie, who actually is from Tallahassee. And uh, the graphics, uh, the 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 song is very graphic. It's we won't get into the lyrics. It's horrible. It's you know a lot of sexual content, violent content. I mean, just awful. Um, and he said, you know, although I, um, he said the video contained graphic language that is not consistent with Florida A and M's core values, principles, and beliefs. And an internal investigation is underway to determine who authorized the use of our building. Although I'm a proud proponent of free speech and support all forms of musical expression, this 